Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Listening to It's Complicated with Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli only on LA Talk Radio. Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everybody, and Jennifer. Jennifer Golden. <laughs> Lauren Leonelli. Leonelli. Uh, hi, everybody. Hello, we are back for another exciting episode of It's Complicated. Today we are going to be talking about something to do with Prince Charmings and what the hell they are. And what that means, because we all have grown up with the Disney idea of Prince Charming. But really, though, what is the modern-day Prince Charming? I have no idea, which is why we're going to talk to our guest, Jared Zavistoski of Modern Mail Radio. That's actually a show right here on LA Talk Radio, so we're going to get to the bottom of it. We are going to get to the bottom of it, because I need to know what that is. I would like to find a Prince Charming. Just I, It needs to be like, like a modern-day one, for lack of a better term. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know if we'd call this a Prince Charming, but a guy made me dinner the other night. Which you think is Prince Charming-esque. Esque. But what happened, Jen? So he makes me dinner the other night, or invites me over for dinner. So I offer, you know, as I usually do when going to people's homes, like, what can I bring? You know, how can I help in any way? Mm -hmm. So he's like, oh, you can get some vegetables and things and bring those over and I'll cook them with the things I'm making I think you're really gonna like it I'm like oh great I can't wait and he knows my dietary restrictions I don't eat red meat and he also is a like a, a, a trained chef trained chef trained chef yeah so um I'm thinking you know this is gonna be you know lovely and he's like you know really hyped it up so I get there and he's like oh, I'm under the weather I'm like oh why am I here? Why that am was I here first thought. Potentially sharing germs with you. Right. That was my first thought. Second thought is I go inside and he hasn't started cooking. His home is a mess. <laughs> He's like, "Isn't my house nice?" I'm like, "Uh." Wait. Did he really? Hold on. Did he really say, "Isn't my house nice?" Yeah. Why would you do? Why? I don't know. But then he also <laughs> I, I was giving me a tour of his home in sweatpants and a t-shirt. Oh, so he dressed up for you, felt sick, and didn't have time about, to clean up yeah bragging about his not nice house right i mean the place is nice it's just it is not a house so much as it is a duplex <laughs> it's which semantics, is fine semantics. semantics uh clearly words don't matter in this case um or meanings of the words so uh the home could be great if like we decorated it or like hung things on the walls or see, cleaned up yeah but or like, bought furniture but if you're going to have somebody over, like, it's not that what you're, I think what I'm I'm getting from you is, it's not like you expect all of these things, but if you're going to make a big deal right. out of this and be like, you know, the effort is more of a sign of appreciation than the actual, like, if the house was just messy and he just sort of said, listen, I've been really busy, excuse the mess, he probably would have been like, I get it. But like the fact that he was making a big deal out of inviting you to his house and making a thing out of it, and then that was the effort that was exerted, it's like telling of the character of the human correct a hundred percent because right. it continued as such and like i mean you know me i'm big on like pointing out red flags i'm big on like okay well that looks like a trend or that's a pattern or yeah. or i feel like if somebody does that they might be this kind of person mm -hmm. but then i'm also the same person that's like well i'll give them a couple chances of course and that's normal yeah. right so this was like third date status right so um he hasn't started cooking yet. He's like, you want to watch a movie? I'm like, all right, let's watch a movie. It's like 730. Yeah. Uh, so That's he's fair. like, I'll, let me know when you're hungry and I'll start cooking then. I'm like, okay. Were you like, no? No, because I was just like, whatever. I mean, it's 730. I'm, I'm good. And so then he starts cooking like a little bit into the movie. And he's like, well, I went to the cheese store in Beverly Hills and I bought spinach pasta. I'm like, oh, okay. So pasta. Anybody can throw pasta into a boiling pot and call it, I mean, it's good pasta. You bought good pasta. That's not right. your skill that's making that pasta good. You're boiling water. Like right. Any and I brought you the vegetables. So it's the vegetables I brought you and the pasta you bought from the store. Hmm. This meal could have also been delivered by Postmates. Like, there was nothing that particularly yeah, special I about... Mean, again, the F, the lack of effort here is what we're questioning. Right. And, like, I think if you had asked him, he would have been like, well, I cooked for her, and, like, I went out of my way to cook for her. Again, and semantics. Semantics. And honestly, like, I think that's probably the disconnect with, like, mm -hmm. why men think we have, like, unreasonable expectations, or, like, people in general, not just men. I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah. People have different ideas of what things look like. So to him, that might have been like super romantic. Now, if you asked me what this night could have looked like, that would have been super romantic. He wouldn't have told me his dad's giving him an 85-inch TV. <laughs> 
He wouldn't have been wearing sweatpants. He would have maybe lit some candles. Cleaned up a little. Cleaned up a little. Maybe more than a little. I don't... Here's the thing. It's almost like the kitchen was pretty messy. The home didn't have furniture. Like the dining room was like two haphazard tables. There were no chairs. We ate dinner at the couch watching the movie. Right. There was no dining room experience. It just seems like something that you would be okay with doing five months into the relationship, which is like, okay, this is normal. We're in each other's lives. Let's just be in there. But like to make a thing out of I'm cooking dinner for you, come over, come see my place. Like this seems to me like... I I don't know. Also, I have a thing. Can I interject for a second? I have a thing with like going over someone's house and eating dinner like right away. Yeah. Like I think, listen, we're just meeting each other. We've been out twice. I feel that we have all of the time, potentially, if this works out in the future, to be hanging out on the couch in sweatpants in a messy home eating boiled pasta right let's keep let's go out and do other things while i think it's nice to make an event out of someone cooking for you then make it an event this was not that right and he sort of set it up with like i could um teach you how to cook while i'm cooking and we can make it like a lesson if you want yeah i mean i i don't need a lesson in boiling pasta yeah i'm pretty sure you know how to do that and also i dressed nicely i wore like a sweater jeans booties like i dressed you looked super cute like always like date night thank you and yes so i tried to at least because i'm like well we're still getting to know each other like we should probably like up the ante Mm -hmm. like and try and impress each other and i think maybe that's what he was trying to do but there was a disconnect in what he finds impressive and what i find impressive i don't need a 33 year old sort of like college kid yeah that's what it felt like i'm sure yeah like to go over wear sweats like i maybe even fifth date oh yeah i think more into it it would have been something that you could have been more comfortable with or whatever but yeah i think you know i that is not a prince charming i'm gonna go and say and i went out last night with a guy first of all can i just say i had literally zero time we are both coming off of thanksgiving hangovers i'm just back in town from being across the country i get off of a plane jenna and i have a meeting that i have 10 minutes to change for by the time i get home get to the meeting get home i have one hour before i have to get ready and go on this date in beverly hills i'm tired i've slept for two hours i'm on east coast time i've like been up since 3 a.m california time i'm like this i'm serious about dating and finding somebody but like i don't have a lot of time right now like i'm busy a busy person which is great Hey, get on the date and I'm well, how did sure. you meet this person? Who who is this person and how did you okay. meet him? This was um a friend of mine met a matchmaker and this matchmaker is an awesome lady. Like she's so cool, it's like you want to be her friend. And my friend who met this woman through a friend, I think, was like, You're gonna love this lady, and I think she's great. So she set my friend up and she set me up. I'm like, I'm oh, sure I'm always willing to meet people, why not? She has paying male customers. She needs a database to pull from. I'm like, I'll be a part of the database. Speaking of disconnect, Jen, I think there's a disconnect there. I'm not really sure why I was paired up with this person. Describe the person. This person is not in the same age range as me at all, which I was told, but I thought this person was like a younger... I want to go to my friend's Halloween party and dance to Genuine Pony till 3 in the morning. This person is never going to do that. This it's not there's no way that we ever would be socially connected and physically there is no way that anybody that knows me even for five minutes would ever think that I if I showed up to a party with this person every single person at the party would be like why are you guys we just don't look like we go together like I felt like people were looking at us on the date like why is that guy with that girl why is that girl with that guy like how much older are we talking like I think he's 50. Okay, Which so, is okay if you're like a young 49, 50, but this guy is like 50. He's a 50, 50. He's a 50, 50. Well, and so I wonder why this woman thought you'd be interested because in him. Because he's a very successful producer, and I am not the girl in L.A. that's going to go out with someone just because they're going to give me a certain lifestyle. It's never going to happen. I'm guessing that's why. Because there's no way physically or socially that I would ever be linked with this person. I don't know anybody who would even who knows me for a half hour would ever think that I would... I'm confused about why this was a setup. Interesting. You know, I mean, again, this goes back to, like, what people find as, like, their Prince Charming. Like, this Mm -hmm. woman might actually think this guy would be your Prince Charming. That's true. Yet... You're not looking also to be taken care of or saved or any of that. And he, and let me just say, this guy's totally, he's, we had great conversation. I also think that I'm a 
good conversationalist, so that's never going to be an issue for me. Oh, are you? Do you have practice? I don't know. I think I'm a professional talker. Oh, maybe. Maybe. I just feel like, and it was fine. There was all, I mean, he loves New York. I love New York. We talked about that. We talked about traveling. We talked about different TV shows that we like. There was a, not like there was a lack of things to talk about, but I don't think that's hard to do. Like, I could find something to talk about with anybody. So I just, I don't know. And I mean, it was a night. He took me to Wally's in Beverly Hills. It's fantastic. Yeah, right? Great wine. I was excited for you to go oh there. Oh, my God. I'm going back. Maybe we should go there. We Take ourselves on a girl Let's date. Let's go. Um, and the rosé was great, and the fish was amazing, and the charcuterie platter that was brought to us was... I mean, it was all good. It's just I had no time yesterday and was dead tired, and I had to essentially, for lack of a better word, waste some hours that I needed just being polite because I wanted to be polite. And this guy, there's nothing... He's not doing anything wrong, and we're just now on this date that it's not... I don't like that. Like, no. if you're going to... Uh, listen, matchmaking... I'm not a matchmaker, but, like, it's got to be a two-way street. If you have one paying customer you're trying to please, it's never going to work if the person on the other end isn't going to like this person. Like, right. I'm never going to like this dude. And it's unfortunate because the paying customer also is wasting his time. That's what I'm saying. It's like your success rate is going down the tubes unless you know at least that there's, like, an initial slight attraction of some sort. I mean, not only is he a paying customer, but he then paid for dinner. So he's like double paying. I feel bad. And you shouldn't because you're not the one who set you guys up. And you should be proud of yourself for being somebody that isn't going to date somebody just because they wine and dine you. Oh, dude, never. I could never. You couldn't pay me to to be with somebody. This is not my Prince Charming. My Prince Charming. And listen, there's no way for a matchmaker to know and predict this. But like there was zero chemistry. Like you can't explain and articulate why chemistry happens there's no way to prerequisite if a chemistry is going to occur so that's obviously something you have to experience and yeah there's going to be some wasted time but I could have told you off the bat from like just a photo which I know sounds superficial that I would never have gone out with this guy and let me back my statement up by I was set up with another guy recently that I saw a photo of and was like "Mm, I don't know if I'm attracted to this person or not but I went on the date to see this guy that I was set up with I know like I know I would have never gone on and that's okay because I don't think it's like a vanity thing I think you just know you and like what you're attracted to I could have told you by looking at his photo that it would have never been a sexual chemistry match ever right well, nice guy. Very nice. Yeah. And you had an experience and yeah. I think each one is a learning experience. Unfortunately, dating does take a lot of time. It does. And I think people forget that, that it's like kind of a full time job when you're doing it because <laughs> yeah. you have to schedule it. You have to get ready for it. You have to have energy. You have to be on. You have to be your best totally. self. There's a lot that goes into it that could affect the date. Like what if you were tired and that guy was great, but then he thought maybe you were disinterested. Mm hmm. And I really liked him, but I was coming off like I didn't. I know. That's why you really have to be prepared and ready in so many ways, in the moment and just in life in general. Like, I'm not going to go on dates with guys or, like, waste matchmakers' times or people who are trying to set me up or even on a dating app if I'm physically not ready to be dating. Right. I don't want to – and then also in the moment, you've got to be ready. So it's a lot. And it was, you know, hey, listen, I got a great – dinner out of it at Wally's which I'm glad I went to it's a great restaurant it is great I'm excited to go back so there that's the positive silver lining I love that and unfortunately now in the negative uh Yolanda and David Foster broke up listen this is weird to me Jen I know why I don't know why did they break up? it's a big freaking mystery because we watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills you know regularly we're yeah. pretty big fans and so one of our favorite characters on the show is Yolanda I love Foster her. I think she's so like classy and beautiful everything about her is like perfection and you know what one of the main things I loved about her what is that she was so in love and dedicated to her man and like not in a weird submissive way like in a way where she was like she kind of like She's like, listen, you got to dress up sexy for the guy. Remember the time she wore the cute little sexy apron and gave him dinner? And she's like, so she made their house a home. And like you said the other day, we talked about on our Two Drunk Girls show, uh, she she has a see-through refrigerator. Like, what more could you want in life? An awesome husband, a see-through refrigerator, and like a super awesome apron. And a super sexy wife that's in love with you and way better looking than he is. I just, you know, I'm so curious about what went wrong and we'll probably never know because I think they're both such classy people. But the mystery that we're so shocked about, I think, is the fact that they seemed so happy and joyous and in love with each other. And that just, like, proves that whole social media, like, 
facade that yeah. people only post the good things and all of a sudden they're like getting divorced you're like you've only what why like they've only been together i guess they've been together nine years and married four years but i wonder if the show played a part in their demise because yeah. he was only like tangentially a part yeah, of he it he was like not in it like some of the other husbands are right and so maybe he had an issue with it but this was like her thing and now mm-hmm. she's famous and maybe he wanted somebody that wasn't famous flying under the radar possibly yeah I, I don't really know and obviously we could speculate for days but we have no idea we have no idea but it was very shocking and I feel a little tricked by the social media facade that they made yeah I mean the things we saw on the show and then like her posts about like how in love they are I mean even like a couple weeks ago they posted they were together somewhere four weeks ago yeah oh, so I don't know it's sad. Really sad we feel bad for them and also she's like sick so it's that sucks for her too it does suck um but maybe she could go on the new dating app sweat and find a new guy oh my god tell everyone about this jen this is amazing so it's a new free app based out of new york launching this week in itunes it's sweat with two t's everyone yes so if you're looking for it two t's and it's geared toward the fitness community Mm -hmm. users answer questions about their fitness routine and are matched based on their lifestyle fitness and wellness preferences so like if you like yoga you could find a dude that also likes yoga if you like crossfit you could find somebody that does that too and so It, it it functions like tinder yeah um, and it's got like a clean aesthetic like Instagram, which I think is great because dating apps that are ugly, I'm yeah. kind of not into. It needs to be clean and user friendly. And this one is. Yeah. Do you think you're going to download it? I think I'm going to because I think that like working out, I mean, some people are really obsessed with it and it like controls their life. Like some CrossFitters are like, it's like a lifestyle. Yeah, I get that. But like I Eat like clean, train dirty. I, I can't. I like that. I think that working out is part of like a daily routine of me personally. So I would want to know like how much it affects your life and if you do it and all of that. But like I'm not going to date someone who's like a hard fit CrossFitter. I'm also not going to date someone who eats macaroni and cheese all night long and right. ice cream and doesn't work out ever. Like that's not – I need you to like feel good about yourself and feel good Have about an active me. lifestyle. Yeah, be- so – like aware of it exactly so it it can be part of a lifestyle don't need it to be your main focus but that will tell me on this app if like we have something in common like that and it's just another form of like a variable that you're already knowing like okay well we have this in common yeah why not it's great i mean my only concern with this app is that it lends itself to people that are obsessed Mm because it is such a niche app and it's probably going to be people that are like obsessed Obsessed. and want people that are also obsessed because that's all they talk about and they do meal prep and they do these things like crossfitters right i can't do um or they're like heavy namasteers and like all they do is like float around in the air with their like live in the yeah exactly which is fine but my bag i don't know that sweat would necessarily be my jam i want to definitely test it out it's starting obviously in new york so i have no idea when it's gonna like have people on it in la um i mean i would be willing to try it out definitely i think maybe that should be a challenge i think you should probably go on it and let us know how it works okay um i would totally go on it too i did try a line that one that's like pertaining to horoscopes and astrological signs that's right how was it like my fear was that there would be very few people on it because it's so brand new Mm -hmm. or that it might be a little hippy dippy for some people yeah there were like four people on the app brutal Uh, we you know what speaking of challenges I, i will i will do the sweat app challenge but we were challenged to i think we both failed or i did at least we were challenged by uh brian our last our guest um Oh, yeah. He wanted us to stick our tongue out at a guy at a bar. I haven't done that yet. Did you do it? No, but I will. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let me, then let's make that like this weekend's. It's just the Thanksgiving, it just, it was really, it it made everything. It's been busy. We've been busy. busy. Also, when we went out last, like to a bar, we were with friends. So I don't think we were focused on like looking at other people. But I say we go to Wally's. Okay. We try and meet a a, a, t- a guy there or whatever, see how that goes. Go out in Beverly Hills, different area. A Prince area. Charming. A Prince Charming. And then we'll stick our tongue out somebody and we'll let you guys know how that all worked out. I really am curious to see what that's going to be like. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't wait. I think it's going to be amazing. I think it's a very good tactic. What if we stuck our tongue out at the same guy at the same time? We could try right now, actually. Do you okay. think we should? Those are weak. Oh, <laughs> Jared just entered the building, everyone. I'm Everybody. Here. You are here. Oh, I should probably uh, turn your mic on. So everyone can hear you and your lovely Hi. advice. Hi. Hey. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. We've already told the people who you are. Well, oh, have you? Yeah. Well, what, but what did you, you tell, say about you me? You tell us in your words if you could you know, describe what you do and why you're here. I am a dating coach, and what I do is synthesize uh, the communication is- issues that women have with men to men. 
Um, so in a nutshell, I'm, I bridge the gap between men and women. All the, all the little things that men get hung up on or women get hung up on, uh, I help them overcome those issues and uh, have a, a better, healthier either relationship or, or get better at communicating in general to get the girl that they want. Okay. I mean, I, I know a few guys I could send your way <laughs> that might need some help. I know all of the guys that I could send your way. Well, my see, roster, my entire roster of dating history. <laughs> and that's it. That's just it. I've never met a girl who didn't have a complaint. Most guys are confused as to why they can't get girls, but they're not like complaining about girls. Okay. Like, oh, that girl was a bitch is usually like the most common complaint because she didn't give them the time of day. Okay. Because he couldn't engage with her in a way that interested her. That's guy's number one complaint. Or, you know, she nags or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, in ge- and that's if he has a girl. But in general, the guys don't really complain about girls. girls. Do you think that they're unaware that they're even doing anything that we might not like? They're they're very obtuse. Yes, uh, <laughs> they are. They are completely unaware. That was a diplomatic word. <laughs> I know obtuse. Oh my god, that's gonna be um, my new thing. You're obtuse, yeah. you man. <laughs> I've, I, I've coined that. I've been using that for for years and years and years. Um, I would have said dense, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the I'm thing kidding. is, men communicate in very big, bold letters, and it has to be like you know. Think about what what people watch. Uh, men watch action movies. They they need you know they they need adrenaline pumping. This is that, and like you know, it's kind of same thing with like how women dress and stuff yeah. men will notice women who are you know very very scantily clad they need that that kind of like shock visual, value visual yeah well not just visual um, they need shock value in anything that they do so when it comes to like how women communicate women are very subtle they're very under the radar we're not supposed to be like we're told we're not supposed to be that so over that's not ladylike in quotes you know what I mean well see and there's the thing and that's that's one of the big issues I have one of the things that I break down a lot are the social constructs uh, is it that we're told that way or is it that we are that way uh, are males a certain way are females a certain way or, or have we evolved uh, our society around ideals and belief systems so the societal myths that you're debunking and then what is a modern male or a modern uh, prince charming like well what is that what is that tell us it's a forward-thinking male in a metropolitan area and in general it it just means so we used male instead of man because man is indicative of the society that one belongs to you're a man based on your society standards of a man okay so you could be a man over here and then you could go you know to europe and they're very feminine and a lot of american men would be like oh well that's not a man well, based on whose society um, okay. are you, man? So we used male because you're born a male. That's fair. Um, and then modern, uh, it was actually, uh, I hated the word metrosexual. And I, I felt like metrosexual was the word that everybody used to describe people like me. Guys that kind of took care of themselves. Guys that were good with women. Guys that, that didn't, you know, they, they didn't seem to get hung up on the same crap that other guys did. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, oh, well, you must have been born like that. And I'm like, no, no, I just paid attention and I learned. Exactly. And so when when it came time to like, you know, uh, kind of write about this, talk about this, put this out there, uh, Metro, people would be like, oh, you're Metro. And I'm like, I'm not metrosexual, okay? If homosexual means you like the same sex and if heterosexual means you like the opposite sex uh, and bisexual means you like both, then it would follow that metrosexual means you like to fuck buildings. That's Uh, what I never understood. (laughs) Wait, please. Thank you for saying that. I never understood why that term was that. Like, why? What is that? So it was a neologism created in the, I think it was the... Or, uh, 70s, 80s, some, somewhere in there. Um, his name was Mark Sampson. He was a writer for, I believe, GQ or Playboy. Or I think he might have written for both. And he's the one that coined the word, but he was a homosexual. And okay. his he had it out for this... He believed that every single person... Um, every single male on earth was deeply closeted and that all people were bisexual and all men had an innate homosexuality. Okay. So when people realize that by adopting Metro, even like, even like to how much, uh, when, when you call a guy Metro, it's not flattering. You know, they get kind of all butthurt about it. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm not that. Well, and they have every right to be, but they don't even understand just how insulting it really is. Exactly. Because it's basically somebody, you know, made it cute and coiny in pop culture to call somebody, um, uh, you know, a, a secret homosexual, basically, mm-hmm. uh, a closeted homosexual, and that's that's that was his secret meaning. So he's laughing all the way to the bank while everybody else is dubbing this word. Oh no, he's not. He's not gay. He's just metrosexual. And it's like no, no, no. So if you dig down to the root of the word, the Greek, uh, I'm sorry, the Latin in there, um, it is uh, the word should have been heteropolitan, forward, uh, straight male. In society. That makes sense. Not um, societarical, 
sexual. Right. Because uh, Metro... It's backwards. Yeah. I uh, like that they fuck buildings. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I actually they, put that in my book. You know what? I, I, people have fetishes. Also, yeah, I mean, that building is really... I should look that up and attractive. see if building fucking is actually... It probably uh, is. Architects, and, that might be what they are. They might be metrosexuals. Yeah. Metrosexual, yeah, it could be the, the proper. But it's funny because we're coming out with all these other ones like lumber sexual and uber sexual oh. and all of these. Wait, wait, what's uber sexual? Like super sexual. Uh, I, I think that one came out of Germany. So I don't know what the word for uber means uh, in German, but I think it means more. A more. Very yeah. or more. Yeah, or good. Yeah. Uh, so some something People like People that, that have sex in Ubers. Lumber. Or that. <laughs> oh, I wonder if that's ever been done. I I'm sure. I'm Gross. sure it has been. Ooh, I'm sure. Um, uh, I love lumber. What do you think about lumber sexual? That's that whole thing with the beard. Yeah, um, yeah, and the man bun. Yeah, a mun. Very uh, and plaid. I mean, I I think that the word sexual doesn't belong on the end of the word. I think that that's retarded. Wait, why? <laughs> um, because it's not it's not indicative of your sexual preference. Your style is not. That means your you like to fuck pre- a lumberjack. Well, so here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, like lumber sexual. Just because yeah. I like plaid and my hair is in a bun doesn't mean it has anything to do with sex. It's just my style. And also, like, like hipster when, sexual when, is yeah. a thing. Why is lumber sexual? Why a thing? did doing your hair like a ballerina become a manly thing? Like it doesn't go know. with like it a makes lumberjack. No sense. It's weird. It makes no sense. Well, I mean, te- te- technically, if you want to make lumber sexual, like I like to fuck lumberjacks, well, th- that's the bear market. And there's tons of homosexuals yeah. that are bears and cubs, and they've got their whole thing. They've been doing that for years. Exactly. Um, <laughs> lumber sexual just goes back to the, the idiocy behind. You just know, making a coining a phrase because it sounds cute. Someone yeah. has to put an end to that. Use because your words wisely. And I did. And and that, I wrote, wrote about all this in my book, uh, you know, right, in the, right off the intro, because men get hung up by style. See, we're sitting here talking, we're throwing around these terms, and a man would, won't adopt a, a certain style. Uh, typically, lumber sexual is used to describe style, but then mm. we, it, just in the course of this conversation, already went into sexual preference. Yeah, because and the it was word, so easy. The yeah. word "sexual" so, is attached to it, but yeah, it's just misuse of words and definitions and placement of. So it's not like yeah. I feel like my yeah. style is pretty plain. I'm not plain sexual. Like, yeah. what does that even mean? So what? What uber sexual and lumber sexual and metrosexual do is they actually create a divide between men and their their want or desire to be better at fashion, to mm-hmm. be better with grooming, to be better at dressing themselves. It creates a homophobic stigma that stays there and it kills it. So it doesn't allow you know these burly guys to go. Oh, well, you know, like I, trust me, I don't get manicures or anything. I mean, you can if you want. It, right. It's a nice touch. I have I've gotten manicures before, but it's not something that I'm like super super interested in. Uh, but I do wear clothes that fit I do wear yeah. uh, things that accentuate my form and I you do you pay attention like mm-hmm. you said which is what we want right yes and we want people that actually care about themselves because I think that speaks volumes of because who they are women do mm-hmm. we have to put ourselves together because we feel like we should and we're told the society tells us to but also because I like to do it I like to put a cute outfit together and do my hair and makeup and put on jewelry and do all of that. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, and men have been missing out on that for years. And we would expect the same out of you. We're not going to go show up on a date looking cute and then you're in sweatpants. Like the date I went on the other night where a guy cooked for me. I don't know if you were listening to the beginning of the show, but I will quickly reiterate and you can tell me what is wrong with this picture. Okay. Or maybe I'm wrong with the picture because maybe my standards are too high or crazy or picky. But so a gentleman that I had gone on two dates with offered to make me dinner for our third date and was like, I. I was a trained chef and so I'm going to cook for you so great come over to my house I'm like okay cool I will be there I get there he's in sweats his house is a mess he hasn't started cooking he puts on a movie and then he's like oh let me know when you're hungry I'll start cooking then he's like oh I bought spaghetti from the store it's like spinach spaghetti it's really good like expensive spaghetti from a store in Beverly Hills, so I'm going to make that. I'm like, awesome. What is this meal, and why are you in sweats? Why am I in your house, and where's your dining room table? What is wrong with that picture? Why am Aaron? I eating at your couch? <laughs> Everything. Please, yeah. please, uh, because I feel like now I'm being told I'm a crazy picky person because I'm like, yes, while he made me dinner, and that could be chivalrous or romantic or, or so many Or Prince Charming-esque. Esque. No, it was awful. I felt like I walked back First into First of like, all, have you slept with him yet? No. Okay, so yeah, so... Uh, there, there might have been like that, that slight little ping of like, okay, you guys have slept together, but that wouldn't have even mattered. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you basically named off everything that was wrong. Uh, right off the bat, you mentioned that the house was messy. That's a huge thing that, I mean, guys don't, don't really understand. 
we, for all intents and purposes, are at home in, in nature and in caves and shit. Like that. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I relate. I, I wasn't naturally like that. But you have to learn that like women, when they come in, they're going to notice the corners. They're going to notice the cobwebs. They're going to notice the dust. They're going to notice all the crap that you just didn't. So I don't – it's not that, that I think like a female. I was around enough females and I asked enough questions and I've observed this enough to just know these things because of how they are. Um, so then there's that. Uh, showing up in sweatpants was stupid. Uh, always show up. Presentation matters. I mean, it was his house. I mean, I dressed like in jeans, yeah. a sweater, and booties. Like as though it was a date. Just because it's in your house doesn't mm. mean I can't look like I'm still trying. Right. Why are you in Ugg sweatpants that you had to mention were from the Brentwood Hills? Uh, country Mart. Uh, no, from oh. the Country Club. He's like, they're by Ugg and they're from the Country Club. I'm like... That right. doesn't make them dressy. So now you can add douchebag to the list. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I feel like that's just the, what this was and blah and whatever. But like, I don't. I like don't. what crossed his mind or didn't or I don't. That's ha- what it is. There was no effort. But I think he probably no thought that that was making effort. No. Um, I doubt that. I think that, he, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't sound like he could ever like. How could you be that stupid? I don't know. Um, I wonder this all the time. I mean, I get the whole Netflix and chill thing. Like, guys are like, yeah, it'll work. It'll work. Or, or, or maybe they just don't put – they don't care enough. They don't put enough effort. And see, the thing is, is society is becoming more and more uh, uh, complacent to these kinds of things. So, so you think that's what that was? I think that what was what? That he was being complacent. Like, Absolutely. I got this chick. This is date number three. Just come over. This is my life. Eh. I mean, he definitely doesn't have me. Di- I can't um, imagine he thought he did. Wow. There could be some of that. Uh, it could be he doesn't care uh, at all. I don't know. How were the first two dates? They were fine. I will say this. I had a lot of reservations about him, though, because of one particular thing. And then this night that I speak of really confirmed it for me. But so he would text me like, hey, BB. Like, and then a sentence. I'm like, what's BB? And he's like, oh, it's baby, but it's shortened. I'm like, A, it's, that's a short word already. It's four letters. I don't know how much shorter we have to make it. Two, a B, why are you pet naming me? And where did you come up with BB that you think this is okay? You've obviously used it on other people before. It's like his thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it here's me a, physically ill. Here's a little tip for every, anybody listening right now. Um, use complete sentences. Nothing is more annoying in the world, uh, at least to me, because I'm a writer. But mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, when people use little acronyms like RN for right now, or they, they just kind of like group words, there's no capitalization, there's no punctuation. Why is everyone That's so it. goddamn like, lazy? I've got to fucking decipher this. So yeah. your laziness is now causing me effort. Extra work. If I'm this like, is yeah. our form of communication, do it right. Right. Texting now oh. is a main form of communication. Like, don't be lazy and, yeah, sometimes autocorrect gets the best of you or whatever, but, like, let's not... Let's... Autocorrect can be hilarious. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, and quite embarrassing. Wait, so hold on. I have a... I need to go back to this. The definition of a modern male. Now we're talking about texting. This is a modern thing. Like, what would you call the the modern um, Prince Charming? What was your definition of that again? Uh, 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 a forward-thinking male in a metropolitan area. I mean, okay. it could be anywhere, but okay. in general, that's what the word. So, like for are. LA, for example, is that specific? Is there a specific like definition for this metropolitan area? Or so there's like a whole statistical thing. Like it, it, you know, there's all of these different categories, and when you've got each one, each category, 100 percent correct, you you become the modern male, so to speak. Okay. Um, and any of these categories are applicable anywhere you are. So it doesn't really matter if you're okay. from LA, if you're from New York, if you're in the Midwest. Um, it's not about being me. It's about doing you, doing you to the best of your abilities. You know, it, a lot of the stuff that I do wouldn't fly, say, in Kansas. It's not going to work. Um, okay. Like the way I dress and stuff, people would immediately, but there are ways that you could get, you know, work jeans that fit you a little bit better. Maybe there, there are some stylistic things that you could do. General stylistic things. Yeah. To yeah. kind of like heighten it up. I'm like, I'm not against, fl- actually, I hate flannel, but. If you wear flannel, you know, make sure your shirts fit. Make sure that they're They're well, not wrinkled. Yeah. Stuff like um, that. Things like that. And and there are, you know, this can be applied anywhere. I know girls that would, would like, they just wouldn't date a pretty boy to save their life. They want a rough, rugged man, 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 man. <laughs> but, you know, no girl likes getting pubic hair up her nose when she gives a blowjob. So <laughs> it's like you can be you a think, man yeah, and I, still manscape a little bit. I have, I'm not going to disagree with that statement. So there's, there are all of these different things. Like hygiene is, is universal. It's uh, lateral. Yes. 
Um, and that's something that, that needs to be taken into consideration. Uh, the way you smell, cologne, things like that are, are, are very important. Smell is The way you treat a lady. Um, you yeah, know. let's talk about that. Yeah. So, so uh, what, in regards what? to this? What Anything. Your, no, I mean, <laughs> yeah, just in general, like for us, for the listeners, like top couple tips you think are like important to know about how to treat a lady that can span well, across all of the people. I think you guys nailed it. And the most important thing is to kind of like when you tread in, kind of be really observant, not kind of be really do be observant. And the funny thing is you'll, you'll, you'll glean what you need to know about her from her. Mm-hmm. If it, and most girls will, I mean, no girl wants a needy guy that's like, oh my God, like, can I just do this? Can I do this? Can I do this? Like, no. But if you are... If you if you show the aptitude to care and you say hey how can I make this a better experience for you um, and you do it confidently you're gonna have no problem with her actually giving you the cheat sheet just to see how well you do of course most girls would be like oh yeah come on bring it bring it and if you do it and you excel at it and you actually do it better than she could have expected then you you know and that that was my method for for years. Um, it wasn't like I was like, oh, I'm going to follow this book or that book or this book. I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm going to ask this girl. But I'm kind of kind of like right. ask her without without her knowing that I'm asking her. Right. People have so much pride in yeah. like it's an ego thing. And playing the game of like what? So I, I don't understand it. Sorry to interrupt you, Jen. But like I'm supposed to be playing this game and I'm supposed to I'm supposed to act like I don't like you. Why? I don't want to do that. I want to like you and I want you to like I me wanna, and move on. Exactly. Like, let's now go and wanna, be in a relationship. I don't want to be like clingy yeah. and overbearing, but I'm transparent enough to be like, why am I pretending I don't, why am I waiting three hours to text you? Who fucking cares? Like, yeah. if you like me, it's not going to matter if I text you in 20 minutes or three hours. None of that's going to matter. Yeah. Like, why do people think that matter? Can you elaborate on your <laughs> idea of the I, game? I think because maybe, you know, I, and I agree when I, when I found somebody that I'm just, you know, when I'm in just bang, I fucking, I know it immediately. You do. Um, and I think that, you know, maybe people are dating around. They're kind of like, they're, they're doing their little checks and balances list. And they might not be super interested in the person. Like you said, you went on a third date with this guy. You're kind of seeing, you're treading. Women kind of work like that where they can kind of like be like, oh, well, I don't know. And then they fall in love with them. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it could be a slow burn or it can be a right away thing. I've experienced both. And I don't think I don't think it, males and females are too incredibly different. Um, I mean, men seem to fall in love physically faster, so they yeah. see the girl, they're like, "Oh my god!" Da, da, da. When she's not around, it's kind of like, "Hey, whatever." <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. Um, nobody likes to be uh, nobody likes to be bugged or nagged or, or overtly texted. And yeah. it's like I I'm personally, it's like when I'm not with somebody, I'm doing something. So right. I'm, As you I'm should busy. be. Yeah. Um, and it, especially with my relationships, I keep. I mean, it, it's funny because when I was in relationships with girls that like I just adored, I mean, fucking, I'm, I'm on my phone all day. Weirdly enough, when I'm not with them, texting them funny shit that I've seen the whole day and because you're thinking about them, yeah, yeah, all the time. And the same thing with me. Um, and then when we're together, we're together. Um, you know, as I've gotten busier in life uh, nowadays, it's more like uh, I, I would, I would say. It's funny because I want to say that I'm I'm more short with people, but when I'm when I'm madly in love with somebody, it's like I'm not short with them at all. That's what I okay. This is my <laughs> I see, I'm going to agree with you on this. I think that there are things in your life like being busy with work that is a real thing. That mm-hmm. is a real thing and an excuse, but it's an excuse. So. I have come across a lot of that. Like, I'm just really busy right now. Um, I'm, you know, and excuses. I think... Excuses. And while you can be very busy at work, because I am, we, all three of us are, I'm sure, I like to make the comparison to, like, you, for example. Well, if Giselle or Cindy Crawford wanted to date you, I don't think you'd be too busy. Barack Obama has a wife and two kids. He's way busier than you. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's fucking figured it out. Like, that's just an excuse for you actually not really liking I've it. used it You're so letting times. that excuse manifest itself in being busy, which is a real thing, yeah. but it's not because... And it, what's that movie? Uh, he's just, just not, not that, that into you. Yeah. Right. Same shit. That's my favorite thing. That's actually... I think now I'm just like, well, I don't understand you, so I'm going to just assume you don't like me. Well, it's true because they, they would figure it out. You right. would figure it out. It's the same thing for us. Like, I know if I'm, like, not thinking about this person all the time or, like, trying to make it work and I'm, like, I'm busy. Like, I know. I'm, like, I just don't. I'll make it work. I was in, a, like, a long-distance relationship recently. It, to me, I was, like, this is not going to be an issue. I like you. It's not an issue for me. Yeah. I have to figure out how to get to you and how to see you. Mm-hmm. If you would like to make it an issue, that's your problem and that's 
indicative of you just not being that into it. But for me, it's not an issue. I also don't enter into things with somebody unless I'm sure that I want to be in the situation. But then again, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> have a nice, have a nice life, Jen. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sorry that it was. There was a little inside joke. Yeah, there. yeah, I caught that. Oh, I didn't catch the joke, but I mean, I caught that there was an inside joke. Well, who <laughs> says that? Really, who says that? Yeah, so do you, adults say that? Time, when's what? the last time you told someone to have a nice life? When like you were kind of like ending like communication with somebody. Uh, never. I, I've said that like during breakups, maybe. But, but like when you were 15. Or recently, yesterday? No, no, no. I mean, I, I've I, when when a breakup is like really, really bad. Like, yeah, that's something that gets thrown around. It's like, ah, fuck you, have a nice life. Um, Even if the person's being kind of nice to you, and you end it with, I didn't like what you said, so have a nice life. Uh, I don't know. That sounds a little immature. A I, little. Yeah, oh, you sound a little, a little uh, frustrated bad. about. Oh this. no, actually, I think it's funny. <laughs> um, Okay. It's just the, it's a it's a funny thing. I'm just going to start using that. I forgot that that term existed because it's no, so it's like old. a saying that I feel like maybe when we were like little, like that was our dig before we knew how to like curse at like people. Your mama have right. a nice yeah. life. So I think it's funny. I'm bringing it back. Everyone hashtag have a nice life. I, I don't actually know. don't know that you brought it back. Somebody brought it back. Somebody else brought. I it back. don't think that that's vintage. Uh, incredibly, vintage. I don't think that's a sticking point. Really, uh, I, I mean, it's, it's funny. I guess if the guy, I mean. But yeah, no, I I I I think that that's fairly normal conversation for for the situation. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, I would have to get into more detail for you on that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just think, I think this particular person fights dirty, and that was just another like reminder yeah, of the the stooping low that he would like hitting below the belt just to be a dad. right. So just, for our guys out there, rule number two: never date a radio host or an author. <laughs> I will Taylor Swift you. Uh, I I make them sign releases now. Actually, I will say this. Anytime I go on a date with somebody now, they're like, are you going to talk about me on the radio show? Will this you talk person, about me? Yeah. Please talk about me. I'm like, I don't know if I talk about you. If it's going to be a good thing, you may not want me to talk about you. Yeah, it's even. It's well, a, it's look, a, I'm yeah. just saying like there are a lot of general things that get thrown around here because yeah. this is our lives and this is what we're talking about. And sometimes I might be specific about things that you say if you're an idiot and you deserve to be called. <laughs> just or if you wore Uggs and then you told me your dad's giving you an 85 inch TV as a selling point. <sighs> in Wait, your how old is this guy? 33. Oh, wow. Uh, it, yeah. I guess. Yeah. This is what we're facing these days. Uh, these Uggs. Oh, I'm so yeah. cool. Right. Um, exactly. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, and, and there's even a way to like bring up stuff like that and not sound like a douchebag. Like, I've th- there's there's so many different little things that guys do. And uh, as, if you're treading on the douche line, it means that you're probably a little too full of yourself. Or so super insecure, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you, you, he's probably getting it. He's probably getting his way with what he wants uh, in terms of dating for the most part. I don't think that you would end up on uh, being uh, kind of sloppy like that if you weren't getting you know, any dates, getting laid. He has validation from somewhere because he would change his behavior otherwise. A little bit, yeah. yeah. And then you would get into the super needy guys, um, you know, and... You know, conversely, you would end up with a guy who did too much. And there's a balance, and that's one of the most important things with guys, is guys end up doing 180s. Uh, And I talk about this in my book. It's called the 180 rule. I need to know Uh, about this. So she says she wants a tougher guy. He becomes a a fucking meathead. Um, (laughs) Girls say that they want, you know, a man, a masculine man. So guys hit the gym, and they're like, well, if I'm buffer and I'm stronger and I'm meaner, this will work more. And it's like, no, that doesn't work. There's like Um, like a gray period also. like Or she says she wants a sensitive guy and then you know every girl's complaining about the the you know the meatheads and the the assholes and she says she wants a sensitive guy so he becomes a spineless pussy and it's mm-hmm. like it's it's complete 180 uh it, it there's a middle ground yeah you could I, i'll watch a chick flick i'll get a little teared up occasionally um you know depending on what it is like i have no problem showing my emotional side my yeah. my into, my intuitive side but there's no part of me that isn't like a fucking caveman underneath all of it i'm just like a caveman that's like Oh, he did that for her. <laughs> but I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, babe, well, and what it is is really insecurity. Like, they don't know how to be, so they're trying to be something that you want them to be, and nobody likes that. It's and that's universally not authentic. Unattractive. Yeah, it's not authentic. So yeah. that's something you teach on your show. I teach a whole bunch of shit. Um, Wait, first of all, can you please, you referring to this book, tell everyone what the book is, where they can find it. Uh, it, it is called Methodology of the Modern Male, and you can find it at modernmaleinc.com. Um, or it's on Amazon. Actually, modernmailinc.com, there's a, a, a landing page right there. It just says you can get the book. It'll take you right to Amazon. Um, get the book, people. We're going to get the book. I have a radio show on this Yes, network. Yeah, that's right. On you do. Thursday nights at 7.30 p.m. And what we do, uh, the, the advice that we cover, in general, we bring on 
all of the models and stuff that these guys are kind of whacking it to on Instagram. <laughs> and we bring them all on and we interview them on what they want in a guy to kind of like help men understand what these women really want, what they're really concerned about, what they what they actually care about. And it's interesting because it's been all over the place. We've, we've had an entire spectrum. Right. We've had girls on that, I mean, just drop dead out of this world be like yeah no if he's too metro like you're probably too metro for me and then we've had girls come in and be like oh my god if he like walks up in baggy jeans i can't i can't i can't so it's it's just funny like it's funny too because all of those things are so ancillary i think like they are eventually once you start dating the guy go let's go shopping and look how good you look in those skinny jeans and buy him a harder easier said than i think not not Listen, everybody's as not, imaginative. Not really. I mean, I've done that plenty of times, and I don't think it's hard at all. Well, and that's been women's method for years. Fixing. They kind of, yeah, they start with, okay, do the core value are the core values there? And if the core values are there, then that can be fixed, and that can be fixed. But like, play a little statistics game. Okay, but wait, though. Hold on. I'm not going to turn off on a guy just because you're wearing baggy jeans. That's fucking backwards to me. Like, if I like you and who you are and morally we mesh, the baggy jeans are stupid. Like, listen, I can say to you, you have great legs. You would look good and try these jeans on. Like, look how fucking sexy you look. And the truth is most women are like that. And I'm not, uh, I'm speaking in complete extremes because this is maybe one person out of the entire 72 shows we've had and that's maybe another person out of the entire 72 shows. Right. In general, what we've come to find out was, and the other thing was, I wrote a book on all this. I wrote a book on on uh, all these different women's opinions. Um, and the other thing was, I wanted to not only test that, but I wanted to kind of show guys, like, hey, this it's like it's not rocket science. This would work on these girls. And we kind of bring them in, and we kind of talk about the stuff from the book, all the different, uh, you know, all the different subject matter, in order to kind of uh, validate everything. Because it's uh, to me, uh, life has always been put up or shut up. I, I when, pe- when people go out and they talk, and are, are you know, in the beginning, we had a lot of dating coaches on, and I mean, I just I'm looking at these guys, and I'm like, how the fuck are you coaching people? Yeah, um, <laughs> right. Yeah, I I've, have questions about and, some things. Like yeah, too. And there, it's just crazy because the industry is so saturated. These people are social retarded. And not all of them. Like I've had a, a, quite a few really good uh, dating coaches on, you know, g- guys that were awesome uh, and girls. But it's it just every now and again, it, you're like, what is this? So I felt like instead of, you know, dating, 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 having all these different da- people that are, are in the dating industry. I'm like, screw that. I'm going to bring on all the girls that my audience wants to get to know. And we're going to talk about dating, how to date them. That's perfect. That is perfect. Because there are very specific perfect. examples. And I think that's great. I have a question for you about, because it's a 50-50 situation here. You're talking about the modern male and the modern Prince Charming and all of that. Like, what? how do you think that affects like a modern female? What do you think a modern female is? And So, uh, I've been asked, since since even before I published the book, when am I going to write the female version? Because girls want the tips, they want the tricks, they want to know what's well, up. Well, we're fifty percent of the equation. Yeah, we're all, we're just trying to understand you people. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and the great thing is the the book actually works in that capacity where I could give it to you and you would actually understand guys and their thinking, their logic by the way that I'm talking to them and how I'm explaining these concepts. And you go, oh wow, this is great. Like every girl that's ever read the book. Bought co- like several copies of the book to give to all their male friends. Awesome! They're like, oh my god, this is great. You need to read this. What I want is to is to write a book that kind of explains men to women. I think women have mm. a better understanding of men. I do too. Um, and I feel like we're also more forgiving, like if, or like compassionate. So we'll make excuses for men. We'll be like, well, they just don't get it. Or yeah. like, oh, he must have been hurt, so he's got a chip on his shoulder, and now he does these weird things. Well, I just things. think we are a little bit more, we dive into the emotions a little bit more. We analyze. Yeah, we overanalyze a little more. Yeah, so. and mothers do that to their children all the time, and if you do that too too often, it, it can coddle somebody. For sure. So that's going to be talked about in the book, how if you things, problems exist because they're allowed to exist. Um, and I think the biggest thing is a lot of women want to know how to up their game. There are a lot of girls that want to know how they can up their caliber of guys yeah. they attract and date, what they can do. So I and I don't publish anything. I don't put anything out there unless I know it, like back to front, side to side. Okay. Because I, there's nothing in the world I hate more than like stating an opinion and having it blown out of the water by somebody. <laughs> so you got to do your so, research. Yes. Do you need um, to follow two women around and research? We're available. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be that'd be interesting. Uh, we could do that. Social experiment. We can give you. You can come on our dates. Um, yeah. 
that would actually be really interesting. <laughs> and you uh, just interject, just like, kinda... ooh, shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> you can, like, zap us, like, with a chaser. Yeah, we're like, oh, wow. Actually, it's funny. We are doing a lot of film projects like that. We're doing a whole bunch of bad dating series and stuff like that with, uh, with uh, you know, on, on TV and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, that would actually be really fucking funny. Like, I just got that snap right there of, like, you guys dating and me sitting there. It's, like, between two ferns. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, between two people. <laughs> That would be really see. I would for real do that. I would volunteer my services for your show for sure. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, so where can people? How can people find you? What's happening on your show tomorrow night? Uh, tomorrow night we're having Stephen Fowler on. Uh, he does the Babes in Toyland charity drive. Okay. Uh, we've met. We've gotten uh, quite a few of our. Our, of our attractive guests uh, from him. So hopefully he'll, he'll have a lovely lady in tow. And um, that event is December 9th um, at Avalon. And what they do is it's a toy drive for charity. So all of these playmates and, you know, these models, all of, like, you know, the same girls that are on my show end up showing up for this thing. And they, you know, walk around. And it's kind of like a meet and greet. So that people, and it's open to the public. So people can come in and they can buy a toy and they can meet their, you know, Oh my god, I've I've masturbated to you so many times. Oh wow. <laughs> hey, it's dreams do come true. It's like Disneyland for porn. It's lovers. reality. It's reality. And <laughs> I am that. You know, and and the other thing is, you know, it's like that's that's what Instagram is. It's it's yeah. become softcore. Yeah, sure. Oh yeah. Uh, but again, I have no stance on porn. I've had plenty of porn shows on my show. We talk about that all the There's time. Nothing wrong with porn. Nothing Everything in moderation, I think. Uh, they yeah. seem incredibly happy to me. Uh, <laughs> they're having sex all they're, day. Yeah, long. they're, they're like, getting paid for what they do anyway. So, mm-hmm. why not? It's called a blow job for a reason. Right. It's kind of genius. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, you can find me at modernmailinc.com. Uh, modernmailinc.com slash radio to get some of the old shows. Um, I'm on Twitter at Mail Methodology, and I'm on Instagram at modern.mail. And uh, you can find me on Facebook if you really want to. But <laughs> I, I'm, I hate that platform so much. Well, so everywhere else, guys, go out and find him. Except for Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Lauren Leonelli, where can people find you? People can find me at Lauren Leonelli on Twitter, Facebook, Vine, Instagram, and my website. And you guys can follow me at Jennifer Golden on all the things. Yeah. And thank you so much for coming today, Jared. This was fun. Cool. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Uh, glad you guys had me. Awesome. Well, you, come back anytime. You need to get us ready for cuffing season. Why yeah. aren't you guys on the video channel? That's what I don't get. Why do you think we're pretty? Yeah. Well, oh, why, well, then how come you haven't asked us to be on your show? He has. I have. Oh. Yeah. I was unaware of that. Yeah. Did we set up a date yet? Nope. Let's okay. do it. Yeah, we're going to do that. Okay. Well, um, then you can listen to us again. Well, every You week, can watch us because he's got a video and watch. You, can, you guys can yeah. see how pretty you are and how, how good you guys are. <laughs> we know, so we're not, we don't have us. faces for radio. Is that what you're telling us right now? Yeah. And that's what people told me. Uh, and that's why I got the video. The, the whole video department is open because I was pounding Sam on it. Like, like let me shoot there. He was like, no, no, no. And then I actually started to shoot in here. And he was like, ah, I'll kill you. I was like, breaking right. the rules. So, we, we know a thing or two about yeah, breaking the rules. Uh, so awesome. We'll be on your show then. And we will be back here next week with Michael Rosenbaum. That's right. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Or maybe you'll listen to us next week and see us with Jared. Awesome. And don't forget, Two Drunk Girls video goes live tomorrow at 3. Make sure you watch. Adios. Bye. Bye. You're listening to It's Complicated with Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli only on L.A. Talk Radio.